This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. Central.com. It is Friday morning. This is on radio. This is unscripted. And this morning, this is most definitely uncensored. Thanks to Tamar. Why thanks to me? Because I'm <laughs> naked in the studio so early in the morning? Well, you're not naked yet. Let's... Shame, man. You know, it's a podcast. We can say whatever we want. Yes. The fact they don't allow us to sit here naked, John, it doesn't mean we don't want to. Well, oh, well, we're not allowed to? No, we're not allowed to. No, of course you're allowed to. Well, last you time. You said you couldn't. When we do a naked show, it becomes like put a towel and cover this and well, close. Well, that's just for the chairs to okay. protect the fabric. Come help me with my dress. So, there we go. And with us is Sibu from Anova Health. Good morning. Good morning. It's How are you? cool to have you back here with us. Thank you. Thank really you for having cool. me back. So, that's fantastic. And we are talking this morning about a really interesting topic. Called what do you want from sex And at, on the surface It's kind of a simple thing Yeah But actually it's not And it has depth and dimension And I gave a talk last night And something came up An awareness that I have never had before Which really expanded this enormously That we will talk about Okay So please tell us what you want from sex WhatsApp us on 079-748-2090 We want to hear what you want from sex And what you Mm. think about that But first let's see if anybody has any smarts at all Ninja sex Chocolate starfish Twitter bag Calipogean Today's dirty dictionary word is Jelly belly (laughs) Dirty dictionary word. Jelly belly. Any idea? Cebu. Sure. Okay. I have a jelly belly. You have a jelly belly. <laughs> yes, That's I how it do. starts. Okay. I have one. You're walking around right now with a jelly belly. Yes. A jelly belly, uh, I, I'm assuming, and yeah. I'm going to guess, okay. is when you have a belly that mm. moves like jelly. My mom okay. says we are bila, so in Zulu, when something's boiling. You know when water boils, yeah. that's that like bubbling. Look, that, that bubbling, yes. Yeah. Jelly belly is that, be- that a belly that moves around like that. I, th- I think. Like. Okay, you are so far off track. <laughs> well, the belly thing is right. Yeah, the belly is right, but the rest of it, you are so far off track. And if you were walking around out right, if let's you try walk, that again. Yeah. If you were walking around right now with a jelly belly, that would be pretty. Disgusting. I don't know. It's, uh, why are you saying disgusting? Well, it's not disgusting. It's like no, it's a, not disgusting. It just makes proof. your clothes really sticky and icky and yucky and okay. Shanti, bodily so, fluids. I it's love great. bodily fluids. I have no issue with them. <laughs> Tomorrow, Jelly Belly, any clues? Well, this one I know, so I'm going to keep it to myself for a change. Oh, okay. It's like once a year I know one. 
And I can only say that turn some people a great deal to see that there. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So let us know what you think a jelly belly is. WhatsApp us on 079-748-2090. Do you think Aria Kelman knows what a jelly belly is? We do not want to involve him in that. <laughs> this high profile person do not want to be involved with things like jelly belly. Maybe jelly beans we can rather involve him with. Okay. Jelly beans. Jelly beans. So let us know what you think that is. Very, very cool. Um, and I have to tell you, I got some emails from some of our listeners this week that were just amazing, and I'm so appreciative of that um, and the impact that we're able to have on your lives. And I really appreciate your your connection and the things that you're saying. It's incredible for us to sit here and do that, and I'm really grateful for the opportunity. So thank you for that. I found it very inspiring yesterday, York. Uh, had a meeting and then he said, Oh, that was a great meeting. And by the way, he listens to every, every single mm. show. And I was like, that's cool. You know, just a, a lovely person that is not ashamed to say, I'm listening and I'm learning. Yeah. Mm. And him and his wife are really it's into really amazing. learning. And we are really grateful for that. So thank you for that mm. opportunity. And I have to tell you something else. I, um, my friend Charlie introduced me to the most incredible speaker, a guy called Tom Chi, C H I got to listen to this guy and what he talks about in terms of how we are all connected it's on youtube he's an incredible speaker um an amazing thinker really where's really he worthwhile. from he's um, american or hawaiian okay fantastic really really interesting guy awesome so very very cool has to do with sex no just no. well in a bigger picture, yes, but not. He doesn't talk about sex directly. Mm. See, I listen to things that are not about sex. But that's very. Everybody I do knows that about that you. Are not about everybody sex. Everybody knows all that about the time. You. We know that. But you we are. do have some really awesome sexual stuff coming up. It's got an amazing <laughs> workshop on Tuesday night called "Healing Your Sexuality." Wow. So we're talking about how our patterns get locked in our body, the communication between the body and the brain, and how you can start releasing that. And in a next. Saturday, I'm actually doing a free workshop. It's free. There's no charge for this. Fantastic. On how to help change and release some of your patterns. And it's not about sex. Maybe you can so, ask Charlie to even video it so and do it yeah, live. We are doing that. Cool. But it's, 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 a, it's a process. It's Amazing. a physical process. So oh, okay. you have to be there. Mm. I mean, you can watch it and you're going to watch it and think, what the fuck is this? But... <laughs> So that is open to everybody. You've got to mm. email me, John T at erosLife.co.za for information. And you are welcome. And um come join us. Wonderful. It's been a long time since we maybe yeah, yeah. a free workshop. So it actually was triggered by um an ayahuasca journey that I did, which was amazing. Wow. And a couple of days later I woke up and said, We've got to share something like this. So really important. Very and then cool. maybe you can answer what do you want so, from sex after that workshop. Well, what you want from sex keeps changing, and that's the power of it. Mm. So that's mm. the thing. What we think we want from sex is often incredibly limited Absolutely. as opposed to what we could have from sex. I think also it changes per, with a person. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, when I heard the topic of what we want from sex, we, we want different things from different people. So this is this is my personal experience. Um, is sometimes it's just about the the release. Sometimes it's an emotion. It's more of a, an emotional thing. Um, and sometimes it's a power thing for mm-hmm. me. Mm. Well, 
The power thing is interesting because, and I think that somebody actually just messaged this to us, if I am correct. Okay, so everything is about sex and everything is connected. But Oscar Wilde said something amazing. He said, everything is about sex except, everything in life is about sex except sex. Sex is about power. Mm. The giving of it, the withholding of it, the different expressions of it very much. About that. Yeah. Oh, something else I have to say. We did a show a while ago on um, what happens when something goes wrong with BDSM yeah. play. Oh, I missed it. And it has stirred up the most amazing um, conversations with people. So I'm just going to say this. We respect the views of people who walk into the studio and what they have to say. They are not necessarily our views. We take no sides in any of this. And it would be amazing if everybody sat down and started talking to each other. Oh, yeah, but that's… Full stop. Mm. That's all we're saying. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Drop mic. And if there you I have go. something to contribute, we are very happy to listen to you. Yeah, and don't speak that's behind. behind. So, Come all. and Full stop. Mind. Thank you very much. What do you want from sex? Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that means, well, John, somebody's waiting next to his door. <laughs> so, yeah, where do you okay. live? <laughs> so most people… When they come down to what do you want from sex, it's either some kind of orgasm. Um, for men as a generalization, that's pretty guaranteed to happen. Mm. For the 45 to 65% of women who are not having orgasms or struggling to have orgasms, and by the way, I've been working with some women recently who have never had orgasms in their life, and guess what? They are having orgasms. Thank you for your great so work. if you are one of these Nobel women. Nobel Prize for orgasms. Yeah, but it's awesome. And you can change it's it. It's awesome. You can. You that's can. the amazing thing. You can. Mm. Hell that's, yeah. That's what's beautiful. Hell yeah. You can. So um, now we've gotten sidetracked to oh, orgasms. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yes. There so, is so much more to orgasms. And one of the first things is you have to realize that you are different every day. Mm-hmm. So what you want every day is different. And you can want something yeah. else every day. So think about it like this. You don't eat the same food every day. You don't no. wear the same clothes mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. We do the same kinds of things. We listen to the same kind of music, but you don't listen to the same song 50 times. Mm. Well, you might listen to it two or three times, mm. um, but you're going to hear something different. Yep. Yeah. What we want from sex is different, but we have to start thinking about that. So one of the biggest problems of sex, especially in long-term relationships, is boredom. Sure. Because people do the same thing in the same way because that's all that they know. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you my big realization last night. Um, I was giving a talk and somebody asked a question, made a comment and said that they had had a a deep sexual disconnect in their relationship. Mm -hmm. And through communication, they were able to heal it, which was really fantastic. But what it made me aware of was we don't, we're not aware of the choices that we have and how to make the choices. Okay. So one of that, one perspective of that comes from the fact that what we know about sex in terms of what we know how to do is limited. Definitely. And that becomes the problem. So for most of us, sex tends to follow a pattern. Yes. We do the same thing in the same way. Because we, because that's what we know best. Uh, well, yeah, so many yeah, reasons. We know it best, mm. and generally it comes from one of three places. It works or we think it works. Mm-hmm. It's our comfort zone or it's what we know. Mm-hmm. And that's generally what we do. 
Yes. And whether it works or not becomes totally secondary. Mm. We do it because that's what we know. Mm. So that's what we do. And that is a very, very sensitive topic. And once, even with your closest partner, once you try to be vulnerable, many, many times you are so afraid to be shot down, to be, to be exposed to actually do something wrong. Because yes, I think we're scared. Yeah, there's mm. enormous fear of rejection, mm. fear of 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 judgment. Mm. Um, so we sit with those levels of unfulfillment and lack of fulfillment. But this idea of choice is a huge thing. And one of the analogies that I, I use a lot is when you walk into a restaurant, you don't just say, feed me. It's Tell like, us. you know, like feed me, see more. You know, we love Asian food. So we yeah. go to Cyril Dean to, to the Chinatown there. Mm-hmm. And you walk into one of the restaurants there and you say, feed me. I'm hungry. That's not a and good And we looked at, at one of the menus and one of the chef's specials was duck's blood in chili sauce. Now, I'm an adventurous eater. I don't know that I'm quite ready to eat duck's blood in chili sauce. Mm. But if you walk into somewhere and you say, I'm hungry, feed me. Yes. And they say, oh, chef special, duck's blood and chili sauce. Yes. <laughs> Instead of, if you walk in somewhere and you say, so I would like a steak and this is how I would like the steak cooked. And this is what I would like with the steak. You have a chance of getting it. Yes. We do that with food. We do it with our groceries. You with walk into to supermarket and you're going to buy a washing powder you choose which washing powder exactly. you want you mm-hmm. choose the cleaning product you want You're, you choose the, the toothpaste yeah well it's the same with sex well, well it should be it the should same, be but it's not but it's not okay. where can you we choose don't we don't choose we don't ask but also where do we choose from porn what do mm. we choose where do we so choose the, from so the menu that we have mm. is very limited it's limited that's the thing mm. that we have this choice in every other area of our life Mm-hmm. We don't bring it into our sex and we don't bring it into our sensuality. It's extremely limited. So we don't sit and think, what do I really want from this? And then actually sitting down and going through, do I want intimacy? Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? And that's a really big thing because we just say these these words. I want more meaningful sex. Yeah, it's very vague. But what does that actually mean? I want more exciting sex. What does that actually mean? What does that involve? And then you have to learn what it is that you want Mm. to make that happen. You know, it's like everybody says, so we were watching just before, just before the show started, there was a a video playing somewhere and it was about all these women doing all these squats. Yeah. Yeah. And it was about all the booties and what's happening with that. Booty popping. That's it. Is that what it's called? No, what I'm oh, saying okay. is, you know, they're getting their booties popping. Okay, so, squatting. so <laughs> if you want to do something with your body, you go and you learn how to do it. Yes. You learn the technique of it. You learn how many times should I do this? What should I do? And you practice it. Absolutely. And you get it right. Yes. You want to learn about, I don't know, is scrapbooking still a big thing? Yeah, it is. Well, definitely now, year end, you do, you know, scrapbooks, you do okay, the dreams. So, so people are doing whatever they're doing, but you learn how. You get the stuff. You talk to you other practice, people. yeah. And yes. that's how you make it happen. Yes. We don't do that. With sex. With sex. At all. So we end up getting the same result that we get. Absolutely. Mm. So you have an orgasm or you don't. It's nice. It's great. It's wonderful. It's okay. It's empty. It's whatever the heck it is. But that's all that it is. Oh, God. And then you add the fact that you're changing. 
and you, your age is changing. You become less flexible sometimes. Sometimes you become a, a, a gym bunny, mm-hmm. but you're not any more flexible in bed because all these gym bunnies and all those muscly people are actually very limited in flexibility. Mm. Yes, because they don't do yoga. So, yeah. yeah. So one it. of the big problems with this is expectation. Mm. And there's this enormous gap between expectation from our sexual experiences and what is happening. Mm. And it's one of the greatest causes of this lack of fulfillment. In fact, there's a very interesting idea that talks about the greatest, it was a definition of stress, that stress is the, the gap between what is and what you think should be okay. or the way that you would like it to be. Mm. Okay. And that's one of the greatest causes of a lack of fulfillment in every aspect of our lives. Because we have these dreams, we have these desires, these hopes of what we think our life should be. Mm. And then we look at what our life is. Mm. <laughs> and there's this enormous gap between them. I think a lot of people also we we watch porn or whatever it is and go, oh, that's what I want. And then there's nothing. I don't do anything to try and get that. That's I don't. It. I don't work at it. I don't say, all right, let me try this. I don't communicate with my partner or whoever or myself and say, look, I want to try this. This is what I've seen. Um, and then you're going, oh, my sex life is not fantastic. But have you really done anything to try and improve it? Or you're just going, oh, that looks really fantastic. Yeah. But, but I'm not, um, I, I don't know. Then comes shame, so, guilt, and, yeah. and religion, so, and all kind mm. of fun stuff. Yeah, so two <laughs> things with that. The first thing is what you see in porn is not necessarily what you want. Mm-hmm. Well, it stimulates you. You think you want it because it might create a reaction. Sometimes but, there's a misperception. But you don't realize that it's just an act and a fantasy. Yes. And there's not a lot of intimacy in it, and it's a performance. Mm-hmm. So you think that there's some guy with a really big cock kind of plugging away for an hour is what you want. Actually, and you then might not. when it happens, not... 15 minutes later, you're going, whoa, stop. Yeah. <laughs> what did you, how many Red Bulls did you drink? So that's the first thing with it. And the second thing is you're absolutely right, is you have to then do something to get what it is that you want. Mm. So the interesting thing about it is that learning about sex becomes, it needs to become a lifelong journey, mm-hmm. partly because of the fact that we change. Mm-hmm. As Tamar said, we change. What we want changes. Mm-hmm. So I think about my daughter. She's 27 years old. Mm-hmm. What she wants from me now as a parent is very different to what she wanted and needed from Absolutely. me when she was 10, when she was 18, when she was 21. Mm-hmm. And that's why we need to keep changing that. Mm. Yeah, you can't so, keep on just feeding her and, you know, giving yeah. her advice or, you know, patting her back when she's yeah, crying. It you needs know? to be yeah. in a different way. It needs to be a different, different kind of, of, of communication and conversations and support. So that changes. So we actually need, and it's fascinating that we need a level of a life philosophy. Okay, that's new for me. A life a Pleasure philosophy, a relationship philosophy, a sex philosophy. It's a framework that allows us to put things into. And that's what I want from That looks at what it is that we're doing. What is the bigger picture of this? Right. Where do I put it? How do I find what it is that I'm looking for? So we develop philosophies about food, about health. Whether Mm -hmm. they have a basis in fact or not, because most of what we think about nutrition is absolute. 
yeah. nonsense anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's based on, on just kind of beliefs being propagated. Yeah. You know, one of the biggest ones is that oranges are the best source of vitamin C. And all that it was done was propagated by the orange industry. Yeah. Yes, oranges have vitamin C, but a strawberry has more vitamin C than an orange. True that. Mm. Green peppers have an amazing amount of vitamin C. Really? Yeah. yeah. So we just get stuck into the belief that we've been given that oranges and vitamin C are the, are the ultimate source. Yeah. yeah. And that's all that we do. Yeah. So we get stuck into that. We do the same thing with, with health, with exercise, with every part of our life. We never sat down and developed this kind of idea with sex, with pleasure, huh. with love, with relationship. When you, no yeah, when you start a, for it. When you start a business, you really need to do a soul search mm-hmm. and look in what is your meaning? What do you want? What do you want to bring to, you know, to the world, to people? And you keep on searching it because if not, it's going to be depleted after a while. Yeah. So you have to really look. Uh, deep inside and I remember when John T started giving me a few tools for to learn more about me he said what why so what do you want and then why and then going again why 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 because the search is ever ending and you have to keep on refining it and you have to keep on and the authentic self changes and Mm -hmm. we are so suppressed I think also though that people are not always having sex for themselves they're having sex oh, for, for other sure. people. Yes. Mm. And that becomes a huge thing. So it's all very well to pleasure your partner. Mm-hmm. And that really is important. There's no question of that. And I spend a lot of time teaching people how to do that. Mm-hmm. But it should never be at the cost to of yourself. yourself. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, then it comes back to some of the reasons that you're having sex and what do you want from sex. So one of the reasons that people have sex is to keep the peace in a relationship. Mm, which is, that's not a reason. No, it's, it's, it's not, for me, it's not a viable. For me, it's not a viable enough reason. You've got to want to have sex, yeah. otherwise, you you can't have sex for the sake of. And especially if you're not being fulfilled. So, if you're a woman mm. who is not having orgasm, for example, if your partner is not fulfilling you, and you're having sex because it's going to shut him up for a few days mm-hmm. or keep the peace until the next time, ultimately, you're selling your soul in yeah, that, and it builds up. It builds up mm. because every single time no, it's I go, not oh, going I anywhere. Have, I never have, <laughs> I never have an orgasm. Mm. So this is terrible. You start hating sex. Yeah. Start yeah. going. Oh, actually, this is such a task. It becomes a task. And then your body starts reacting. Mm. We had a doctor last week. So everything gets week. tight. Yeah. You stop lubricating. There's no connection between heart and genitals, mm. and that's very much what tends to happen. Apparently, so, we had a doctor here last week, and he said that after Apparently, seven, we had a doctor here last week. You no, were here last week. No, no, no. Week. Apparently, that's what happens. We had a doctor here last week, and he said that after seven times, or on seven th- times that something happens repeatedly, mm. it creates some kind of patterning mm. in the brain. So, seven, it's, it's, it's amazing. We start, you know, playing around and touching ourselves when we're so young, mm-hmm. and we start getting reaction from our parents. It's already building up in our brain. Mm. When we are still not sexual, but we know that touching and wanting and seeking for something is wrong. Yes. So already before you're even sexual, you know that looking for something better or comforting or so on is wrong. Mm. It's very, very disturbing. I've, I've had to, to hold myself back when my son does something that I would deem as sexual and not say anything mm. and just let him. 
and to because I've realized that you're it's building natural. patterns. Mm. Yeah. If if I keep on going, no, don't do that, don't touch that, don't. He's going to go, why? And then think of it as something negative. So now I just leave him. Well, you know what happens Wonderful. with that is we become very disconnected from our genitals because mm. of things like that. Mm-hmm. So here's the pattern of that how it generally works. The first thing is that we have every child spends a great deal of time with their hands in their pants. Mm. And it's not it's not a sexual thing. Yes. It's comforting for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels nice. But so we say, don't do it. It's dirty, it's nasty, it's horrible, you're gonna go blind, it's gonna fall off. So we get a negative message. Mm. The next layer of the pattern is the words that we use for our bodies and our genitals. Mm-hmm. And often we have these words for our genitals that have nothing to do with the rest of our bodies. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this is always my nose. This is all, yes. And my thing, it's big, it looks funny, but it's my nose. nose. And mm. it's always a nose. Yes. My knee is always... Your knee. But my genitals are not. No. Mm. So it depends on your behavior. Right? Private always, place, yeah. there's down there, there's all sorts uh-huh. of words. And every family... Your flower their has their own... Words for so that. I come from a family of penis and vagina. Oh, okay. Well done. My family, my mom was like How that. How does it feel? I'm like that. Yeah. I go, don't, don't let anyone touch your penis. And when you wash, they say, wash your penis. Yeah. You know what I mean? And immediately, but, it's a part of the body like anything else. Yeah. yeah. So we do I never that. thought of it that way. I think I did it because at home, my mother spoke about penis and vagina, mm. and I don't want him to. Think that there's anything wrong with no. his penis? Why are we giving it another name? But we do that, and mm. and purely by either by omission, so by not talking about it, mm. or by using other funny words, we separate ourselves from that, mm. and then it becomes harder to become a, a really authentic and integrated sexual person because that part of us, that sexual part of us, is not part of our bodies. It's separate, so it's not who I am because my nose is my nose, my knee is my knee, mm-hmm. my hair is my hair, but the rest of me is not, or my genitals are not. It goes so there's yeah. there's stigma with that, mm. and then there's all the guilt, shame, and embarrassment about it, and all the comparison that we put on it. You know, that it's ugly, that it smells funny, that it's not big enough, all sorts of things like that. And I think those are the things that also um, give us, that train our minds to have specific opinions about sex and how we think about sex. Mm. If we, from a young age, thought it was uh, our genitals were something that's dirty and not talked about, then sex will be something that's dirty and not talked about. Definitely. Or will be put in a... For me as, as a black woman, you're always told you must have sex with your husband or your um, your partner for them to it be It has happy. a context. It's Correct. not anymore it's no what it is. It just is. It's not even a part of me anymore. No. It's, it's something that I have to give. It's part of the family, of and the religion, of the culture. And that's where developing a philosophy of this becomes so important because what is it about for me? Yeah. Mm. And, and then how do I express that? How do I expand that in my relationship in my life, what are the pleasure experiences that I choose? Mm. And the problem with our world is we've been given these really bizarre spaces that we think are going to normalize our sexuality. So I got an email from somebody last week who listens to the show, 
and she's never had a really fulfilling sexual experience. So she listened to the show that we did talking to, um, talking about some of the swingers clubs and she was looking for a club in Cape Town where she lives, um, to go and explore her sexuality. But she was looking to normalize her sexuality. Now going to explore it is one thing. Normalizing is a whole different story. And that's an internal journey. It's not necessarily about the fact that you're going to find that fulfillment there. The problem is we don't have places where you can explore that in a way that might be more spiritual, that might be more about energy, that might be more about emotion, that might be more about connection. That's about experiences like, I don't know, for example, one of the things that we teach is Taoist sexual energy massage. An incredible experience of sexual energy that's very boundary, that's very clear. So a space where people can go and have, give and receive an experience like that. Learn about it. I have a news flash. It's really, it's very profound for me right now. And I know I say it a lot in the show, but, and it's not because I, <laughs> it's not because I want to flatter Jonti, but my life has changed completely when I came to the first treatment, to the first session, to be in a safe space in the clinic to go and do some sexual healing or in a more just sexual discovery, but in a safe, non, non-sexual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's to know about my sexuality before you know what you want from other, because you said in the beginning, it depends on the person. And I was so tempted to say, it depends on you. Mm-hmm. What do you want today and who you are today? And I, all of a sudden I was washed with all these emotions when I remembered that nothing actually gave me my lib, my, freedom and my sexual fulfillment that I have today more than the time with specifically in this case Jonti which is just a very qualified teacher and healer in a very very safe space it changed my life completely I my sexuality was always given with so much love to my partner mm-hmm. it was never mine mm-hmm. if it was mine there was so many issues that I couldn't even go through I was mm-hmm. hitting a wall and I just, I recommend every person in the world to find that John T of theirs, to find that, you know, very, very professional mm-hmm. and very safe space. You, some people can do it themselves. I was not, I, w- I didn't know how to do it, but this is for me a groundbreaking thing. And I will never, if I could say what was my life before and after, it's a complete different experience. So important. People think now you go to sexual therapy or you go to some healing or to get to neurosexuality because you're a slut and you want to have more orgasms. And it's, you know what? I, I own all of that. Yes, I'm a slut. Yes, I want to have more <laughs> orgasm, orgasms, but I couldn't have the tenderness, mm-hmm. the love for myself. Mm. The love for my genitals if I didn't go through that pr- procedure and that process, which is not a very long process. It's awareness process. You can go through it all your life, but you can open the door. Mm-hmm. It's so profound. You'll go to sex clubs. You'll go and have 7,000 sex one night stands. You will never get to know your sexuality if you don't deal with those issues of self-worth. What do you want? Who you are? Mm. Tenderness. If you want to have the most extreme sexual experience... You should have the most tender touch. You should have the safe space. Yep. That's that's the way I see it. And it was just so profound when you said. I said without 
me going to this amazing journey, specifically now with you, I would never be who I am today. Full stop. That's amazing. Thank you. That really is. Full stop. It's incredible. Thank you for Um, that. It's so profound. You forget it. So the interesting thing is that, well, a few things from what you've said. The first is, I, are you have you hit seven thousand? Are you counting? Close. Are you kind of getting there? Well, is, I want to, my brothers yeah. and sisters once had a discussion, and I said, yeah. "Guys, leave it. <laughs> Guys, leave it." And it's a, it's from very old. It's from an older age. So I was like, I had one per- partner till twenty eight. Yeah, and life has changed since. Yeah. It doesn't matter anymore because yeah. But I don't want to answer the question. <laughs> More than mm. two. Okay. More than two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's something so beautiful about that that somebody wrote once. Um and it was it was about a woman who had had a lot of lovers. Um I think the context that it was on one of the tantric forums and it was questioning the the sacredness of this woman who had had so many lovers and somebody wrote something it was so beautiful, and it it was a temple is no less holy for the amount of feet that have stepped through its door. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, and I really mm. loved that. It was absolutely beautiful. Mm. You can um, have you can have you can have a husband that rapes you, yeah, or you can have many lovers that yeah. treats you beautifully, and you know exactly so, what you're picking from the yeah. tree. And the other thing is, it's. It's a really fascinating thing that if we want to go into the depths of our sexuality we and the depth of pleasure, we have to go into not the opposite of that, but the complementary of that. We mm. have to go into the depth of our vulnerability, yeah. into the depths of our judgment, into mm. the depths of our fear, into the depths of our power, into the depths of our possibility. We have to go into revealing ourselves. And there's a very interesting thing because there's a fascinating connection between language and experience. Mm -hmm. Our language, the words that we use to describe our experience, often determines the experience. Yes. So if our language is limited, Mm -hmm. our experience becomes limited. Mm. But the word revealing is really important because that takes us to Revelation. Yeah. Revelation is discovery. Mm. It's bringing to light. Mm. It's exploring. So, the revelation of your sexuality is the discovery, it's the opening, it's the expansion, it's the aha of your sexuality. And the most phenomenal power exists in that. Mm. And in that power of sex, you have to be willing to totally take that power and you have to be totally willing to give that power. I don't think people are enough people having these conversations or these thoughts, you know. Absolutely. I'm I'm sitting here and I'm just absorbing and, and I've got people WhatsApping me and going Wow. Okay. This, that's, I never but, thought of this. I but, never, you know. But we don't have these conversations. Mm-mm. We do about every other aspect of life. Yes. We, but, but when we talk about sex, we don't talk about it on the spiritual, emotional level. Sex is very much a physical thing. Yeah. We talk about it very much in the physical sense. Yeah. Um, 
when we do talk about it. We we don't really delve into it no, and as much as we should. That's its limitation. Mm. Um, because if that's where we stay, our experience is never going to go beyond that. Mm. Now, that's fine and fantastic. And um, orgasms are wonderful. Sensation is wonderful. But if that's all there is, we're not even scratching the surface. We're just kind of touching the surface, mm. not even scratching it. And I spend a lot of my time teaching people how to have orgasms and bigger orgasms and better orgasms and different types of orgasm. And it comes up every now and then how many kinds of orgasm can a woman have? So between 13 and 17 or 20 whatever you choose to include in that and mm -hmm. put together. And the interesting thing is it all comes back to one kind of orgasm anyway, just with different areas of stimulation. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing because if you just explore the world of orgasm, it becomes incredible. Mm -hmm. But if that's all there is, it's a limitation. Mm. Definitely. It's an incentive. So, it's great to have orgasms. You have, you will actually, if you don't aim for it, you'll have much more. You have many more. Yeah. Yes. And that's, Thing. Yeah. The more you let go. Fuck, but there's nothing better than pleasure state. It's 10 times better than an orgasm for a woman. And we don't know it because we don't live long. So you think about something like just expanded orgasm where the idea is about being in an orgasmic state. Fuck. Weird and you things can do that. So think about average orgasm for most people is a contractive experience. Yes. So you get closer to orgasm. A few seconds. Everything yeah. in your body gets tighter. Your muscles get tighter. There's this contraction. Your breathing gets quicker. <gasps> and then you have this explosion and you scream or shout. Or if you're the quiet type, you just go, ooh, that was nice. And <laughs> that's all. How yeah, long does the orgasm last? Sibu, any idea? Uh, I don't know. A minute? A minute? If you had an orgasm yeah. for a minute, that would Fun. be... You would be in another dimension. It's about <laughs> 20, 30 seconds max. That's, that's with the aftershock. And for, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe I'm thinking of, of the after, after waves yeah. and all yeah. that beautiful. Yes. So now think about being in an orgasmic state for 15 or 20 minutes compared to that 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Yeah. I mean, that's a mind blowing kind of idea. And then think about being in an orgasmic state for an hour. And then think about the fact that you could be living an orgasmic life, connected to life, connected <laughs> we get to commentary sensation, of like, no, that's too connected to the feelings of stuff. Some people don't want to have your pleasure. heart and your genitals are in this amazing communication and this amazing expansion and connection allowance with life. And that becomes a very, very different kind of space. That's a different beast altogether. Mm. Yeah. And mm. those are the kind of conversations that if we're willing to have, will allow us to have those kind of experiences. Mm. But we have to go and sit down and say, okay, what do I want from this? And then am I willing to do what needs to happen for this. So in Joburg, for example, tomorrow, chaos uh, on Sunday. Chaos in the city reigns because of the 94.7 cycle race. Yes. So many places you can't get to, so many roads closed. It's one of the most awesome events in Joburg, and I think it's become one of the biggest in the world of its kind. Mm. It's a phenomenal thing. So if you're going to ride that, it takes training for you to be able to spend four or five hours on your bike sure. to do that. 
You're not going to ride around the block three times and all of a sudden mm-hmm. I can do this. Mm. So we want that and we do what we do to make it happen. Mm-hmm. We learn to eat well while we're training and we get our bike set up. We have the right equipment and support and everything else. But we also why try. don't we yeah. do it with sex? <laughs> and why don't we only learn from trying? So you try mm. a thing twice. I don't mm-hmm. know, once, twice. You don't say, no, nah, I'm not into slow touch. A lot of times yeah. to make sure. I'm not 100% sure, so I might need to do it again. Just, yeah. And I might need to do it again. See, I'm not, I'm not that type of person. Once I try something once and I don't like it, that's it. Okay, maybe oh. you should learn to change. Yes, yes, I should. You have to look at. I should. Maybe so it was the situation. Maybe you were very emotional. Why maybe you were angry. I like mm. it. You know, mm. there's an interesting thing, and it's a great. I love this analogy. There's an amazing place that makes the most incredible ice cream. They have a flavor of ice cream that they make every now and then. That's called tsureki. So tsureki is a Greek Easter bread. Okay, and it's kind of spicy. All right. So it's this amazing. Ice cream that's this really creamy and sweet texture with a spicy taste, like a cinnamony taste. So it just slaps you. And it you. just kind of, I've had this, I don't know how many times. I still am not sure if I really <laughs> like it. But you know what? It's interesting. And maybe your partner and loves Suraki, you know? And, and you need can, to give some, you need to learn to kind of accommodate Suraki. If we mm. can take that mm. level of judgment out of the equation. Yes. And that's one of the most important things we have to do in being able to look more at what we want. Yes. Is to take that judgment away. It's not right or wrong. It's not good or bad. It's just what it is. And the judgment becomes our limitation on the experience. Mm-hmm. I should So I the judgment is a result of conditioning and belief. Mm-hmm. And that comes from way back in the past. From parents, from family, from religion, from so many different institutions. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, because that was your judgment. So, I don't know, let's look at a, a thing that comes up a lot. Good girls don't have anal sex. Of course not. Because mm-hmm. that's nasty. Only bad, it's bad. girls. Mm-hmm. Only bad And yeah. it only happens in porn. Yeah, and it only happens when you're like. And somebody yeah. told you at some point, no, you shouldn't do that. Mm hmm. Instead of saying, wait a minute, where does the belief come from? Mm -hmm. Who gave that to me? Mm. Is it my Mm. belief? Does it expand me? Does it contract me? Does it open me to possibilities? Mm -hmm. Or does it shut everything down? down? Mm -hmm. And when we can take the judgment out of that, then we can say, okay, maybe I could explore that. So then I have to learn how. I have to learn about lube. I have to learn about cleanliness. I have to learn about communication. I have to learn about breathing. I have to learn about technique, about preparation. Mm-hmm. And then I have to create a space with my partner, let's say, mm-hmm. of how we're going to do this. So let's create. The first step is we're going to have a conversation. Why is that scary for me? Mm. And I need to put the things that scare me on the table so we can talk about them. I'm I'm laughing inside because this is anal sex is such a big thing with black girls. Yeah, we it's a no. Interesting. We, it's it's an it's not an option. It's a it's a very religious thing. I think it's a very because it's a bad thing to do. So it's it's not even religious. It's just a you're you're a slut. 
No, it's it's not even that. So it's, it's not a so judgment on coming? other people. You're it's not a good girl. We don't know. It, it's just something that we do not do. So even the the, the I'm going to say freakiest or mm-hmm. whatever it is, girls that will do anything. Won't do that. A lot of them will just say that's where it stops. And so for so I'll many do women, everything so, else except for. So all of that does is it becomes this incredible limitation. It's, it's, and then when we start looking at that, we say, so where does the limitation come, come from? from? And what is it doing? So what happens if you have a partner who really wants to do this and you keep saying no? Why are you saying no? And I'm not saying at all that you should do it just because your partner wants to do it. Mm-hmm. But you need to think about it. You need to go, why are you saying no? Where That's right. Where is that coming from? Hmm. And <laughs> can I have a conversation? I'm not committing to anything else yet. <laughs> can we have that conversation? This is what scares me about it. This is what I don't understand about it. This is what I think it means to me. Mm-hmm. So if, fascinating thing, and it's a huge thing in healing terms and especially in sexual healing, we decide what we will or won't do, who we are and who we're not. Mm-hmm. That becomes our self-definition. Everything that we do comes out of our Mm self-definition. We need to be able to change our self-definition. Yeah. So if my self-definition includes not having anal sex because of what it means, I have to be willing to expand that. And I have to be willing to be a little bit more than I was. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Those beliefs are very, very deeply limited. And they're limiting. That's right. Mm. So first step, just have a conversation. With yourself. This is what scares me about it. This is what I'm concerned with. Mm -hmm. This is what I've read. This is what I've heard. How much of that is true? Mm -hmm. Because there is so much bullshit out there. Of course. And then, as you said, black girls don't do this. Mm. So if all of a sudden I'm doing that, where does that fit into my definition of myself? Of who I am. I'm, I'm, of, I'm, I'm a black girl. Yes. So I'm this part of this tribe of black girls. Mm. If all of a sudden I'm doing this, where am I with that tribe? Mm. Am I still part of the tribe? Is the tribe going to reject me? Well, the tribe's only going to reject you if they know that you're doing that. So if you put it on Facebook, <laughs> this is what I did last night. The tribe is going to go, wow, wow, wow. And the tribe is going to be fucking jealous because they all want to do that Now the the tribe is going, hmm, she can try it. I'm amazed how quickly we make an assumption, how quickly we put judgment and then that's it. The door is closed because our brain categorizes it as forbidden. Mm -hmm. We will not ask. We will not challenge it. We don't want to spend energy on it. Mm -hmm. That's the scary part. You know, there's something amazing. Um, I was talking earlier about Tom Chi. Mm-hmm. And he talks about, in, in one of his talks, he's talking about the purpose of life. Mm-hmm. And the, one of the purposes of life is that every experience that we have adds to the whole. Yes. And makes something else possible for someone else. By whether we say yes to it or no to it, we're adding to the whole. Mm. And I don't mean H-O-L-E because we have to have a pun somewhere along the line because this is sex talk and there's rule 34. But the simple thing of it says 
that every conversation that we have about that, we're adding to the energy of something for someone else. Yes. Every experience that we're willing to have, we're adding to the experience for someone else. Mm. We're creating possibility. And that's why every time you have a conversation with your partner about sex, about love, about your relationship, you're creating a greater possibility for someone else. Every time you read an article mm-hmm. about sexual possibilities, about mm-hmm. spiritual sex, you're adding to that. Mm. Every workshop you come to, every podcast that you listen, listen to, to, you're adding to that possibility. Mm. And not only our podcast, but all of the podcasts around the world. Mm-hmm. And I heard something amazing from somebody who's been listening to a lot of sex podcasts from around the world. And she said, we were the absolute best. Oh, wow. Which was incredible to hear. The beautiful thing about it is that every time you do that and every time you engage with the subject of sex, with the philosophy of sex, the possibility of sex, the biology of sex, the physiology of sex, the orgasms, the toys, the the bondage, the fantasies, Mm. the erotica, everything, you're adding to the energy of sex in the world. Yeah. And you're opening that up to everybody else. You're spreading that sex positivity. That's right. So, so I'm going to link it back to something that we're doing at the moment um, at For We The Brave. Yes, talk about the which, party packs. Which is our party packs. So the party pack has got condoms and lube. Um, so we'll give it to a, a few individuals who have expressed an, a, an, a, 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 and said that they would like these party packs. And they're going to – it's December – December started, by the way, in October. Um, <laughs> Christmas in July, we know I have that. to tell you, when I see the Christmas stuff in the shops in November, I cringe. I'm inside. talking about December, not okay. Christmas. I don't do Christmas. Talk about the party packs. So the quick. party packs. So the party packs have got condoms, have got lube, etc. Um, condoms, lube, information about prep, information about sexual health, etc. But what I love is they help to spread that message of talking about sex. Yeah. So yeah. we're adding, we're pushing the conversation a bit more and, and saying these, this is how you have can be sex. safe. Yeah. Have sex. We're not saying don't have sex. We're saying have sex, have lots of sex. Where do people get the party packs from? So the party packs are being trialed at the moment with uh, a few guys that have said, put their hands up and said, I would love to do it. So if you are a friend of someone who's, a, 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 who's involved with We the Brave as an ambassador, then you might be lucky enough to go to a party that has these. But we'd like to roll it out and have a few people go, okay, I'll do this. And I think it's a really great way of starting those conversations. So people yeah. opening this box and going, hey, there's condoms, there's lube. And why do I need condoms? Why do I need lube? Why do I need to maybe look at going on to prep? Based on my lifestyle or all of that kind of stuff, because people are not having the conversations about sex. They're just pulling it back and again, shameful. Yeah. You know, it limited. brings an amazing idea. Charlie, I'm sure that you're listening and Charlie builds our website. Um, he's our uh, web strategist. Absolutely phenomenal what we're doing, all the stuff that we've got up on YouTube and things. But it becomes amazing that we can create little things, little video clips, little questions. Mm-hmm. For discussion, yep. to open discussions for people. These are the questions mm. about whatever the issue is. These are the things that you can discuss with your partner about 
something. Because people never, people don't that. talk about it. People no. are scared to. Yeah. And then whenever you open up, uh, I'm always that person at the parties, at parties talking about sex. And it, and you find people will be drawn towards me and they come and they start talking because, yeah. oh, she's talking about it. All right, let me Absolutely. go. I've got questions. So we need to yeah. start as people generally start talking that. about it yeah. and yes. being sex positive. There's, sex is amazing. There's something in all of this. Mm. That really is amazing. Um, I'm incredibly grateful for the time that we've shared here this morning. And I wrote, I published an article earlier this week. It was called Orgasmic Gratitude. That's true. So it's on our website, eroslife.co.za. And it's about using the energy of orgasm with the energy of gratitude. Gratitude is one of the things that changed and helps and continues to change my life is a daily gratitude practice. Mm-hmm. Of being grateful for so much And Sharing with you this morning Has been an incredible expression of that Thank you I've really learned And I think we've said some amazing things here this morning I've had a and bit of a, a mind change This morning oh. mm, Made me think about a lot of things well, Thank you That's really really awesome And I'm really grateful For what we have shared here this morning And what you said tomorrow It really touches me Um And I'm just so grateful to do what I do and to be able to share it in every single platform that I do. So thank you, everybody, for that opportunity. It really is amazing. A jelly belly before we forget. Oh, God. We're just amazing. We can talk about gratitude. Tomorrow, what is a jelly belly? It's when someone ejaculates on someone's tummy. There we go. Oh. And then you get this lovely jelly forms. Uh-huh. And if you have a little belly. cutie chubby or big belly, then it's even double the effect. It's like a whole pie. Like me. <laughs> that's a jelly belly. <laughs> no, you are really small. Sibu, shut no. up. But so yeah, that's so. That's a jelly belly. And it's one, one of the, yeah. one of the defaults when you're like, uh oh, it's gonna, okay, there we go. Yeah, that's a jelly belly. <laughs> Whoops. So that's what it what is. What do you want for people? What so, do you want from sex? Start dreaming big. Yeah. So please visit eroslife.co.za. Well, not big. Read yeah. Orgasmic Gratitude. Um, yeah. Information there about the, um, forthcoming workshops. Free um, workshop. Free workshop. So Tuesday night is not free. Yeah. Of Next course. Saturday is free, which mm. is really amazing. Um, And I wish you all so much pleasure.